Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live Podcast. I am your host, Edgar De Jesus, and yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest hitter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we talked to Dave Cook, president of Heritage Pool Supply Group. Here it goes. Kim Levine, <laughs> vice president of sales and marketing, and Andrew Petrozello, chief operating officer. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting and splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the SPPA, Ultimate Pool Tools, Pool Invoice, Blu-ray XL, Aquastar Pool Products, Natural Chemistry, Ray Pack, and thanks to you guys, Heritage Pool Supply Group. We want to thank them for their continued support. See, oh, John, wow. I just batched botched that up. I'm waiting for Zach to yell at really me. Really well. <sighs> huh? I tell you, how you doing? I'm already up like 200 bucks because we have little side bets. <laughs> right? I feel like this should so, be a drinking game. Right. It <laughs> I'm having a wonderful morning because, like I said, I'm already up like $200. So, no, but for real. Out here in Texas in the podcast studio, we've had a very productive week. We got to do some pretty amazing content with Aquastar and with Heritage. Looking forward to the Western show that we got going on and happy that we get to finalize or finish the week doing this podcast live with our new sponsors and our new partners, Heritage Pool Supply Group. I couldn't tell you how excited I am about it. Looking forward to hearing the story. We talk a lot about what we're trying to accomplish in the industry and bringing people together and creating some form of unity and having people like yourselves who have entered into our industry with a different type of mindset that I think is exactly what we need in order to propel ourselves or step us up to the next level. And we're looking forward to talking, hearing the stories and hearing what you guys have in store for us and what your plans are. And I'm just looking forward to having a conversation. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Kim, good morning. I know you're not going to talk to me after this podcast, so I apologize for that. (laughs) You're forgiven. (laughs) How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, we're definitely super excited. Dave, good morning. Good morning. I think I'm in the wrong studio. Someone told me this was like a Wayne's World. It started out pretty funny. Party on, John. Right. All right. Edgar's World. Wow. I'm doing great. Thank you. It's good to be here. You guys have a great reputation in the industry, and, and thanks for inviting us to be here. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Super excited to talk to you and get your story today. Andrew, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. Great to be here. Had a, a cup of decaf coffee because you don't want right. to see me. Right? <laughs> you don't want to see me when I have the good stuff. So uh, he's got one gear, and when he's on caffeine, it really gets out of control. This is a good thing. Yeah. 
So are you a coffee drinker? Or I am, yeah, are? but I try to mix it up a little bit. You so only to. only one cup of caffeinated coffee in the morning. And then <laughs> if I'm trying to work from home, my wife kicks me out and says, like, you can't be here any longer. So <laughs> maybe a shot at tequila. <laughs> kind of balance that out. Right. 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 Yeah. That's awesome. Now, uh, guys, really quick, before we get started, I want to talk really quick. A big congratulations to you guys out at the Pool Nation Awards. You guys took distributor of the year coming in and that was super exciting so andrew i know that you were there you received the award was obviously we invited you was it what you expected first of all it was a world-class event edgar it was really awesome something to be something to behold i think you might need a bigger room next year i know it's grown considerably (laughs) year over year but the amount of response we got to that from the vendors and all the pool pros was really something special in terms of winning distributor of the year it meant a lot to us because it came from the customers and what we're trying to deliver is world-class customer service so to have that award come from them was truly something special that's awesome that's awesome i was super excited to see you guys get that award so well, you didn't invite me so no, but the trophy's <laughs> in my office so that's that, true that, that, i was that, a little that, underdressed next year yeah. i'm gonna put, put a tux on <laughs> so john i screw up over here with kim and then i don't invite dave cook over <laughs> to the yeah. other side i think that's it yeah party oh, on john pa- party, <laughs> on, dave. party on i'm loving it so really excited to have you guys here today and we want to thank you for your support our interactions with heritage have been absolutely amazing. And we're going to talk about that today. And as John was saying, we're always looking for companies that are trying to come into the industry and really make a change in our industry. And we've talked about it a lot that a lot of the companies that are here in the industry, like I like to say, are a little bit behind in the times. And so that whether it's technology or business and ours is no different. And so when it comes to seeing companies really step up their game and support the customers and change that part of the game, is huge for us because that's what we're looking for with re- regards to what we're doing. And you guys really have that focus. I've had the pleasure of having the nominations event at your building. Everybody was just absolutely amazing. And so our goal is the same, is really to help the pool pros be successful because we know that if they're financially successful, everything else will fall into place. And I really believe that you guys are doing that. And it's exactly what we need at this time in our industry. So we're definitely going to talk about that. John and I were having a conversation. And as we kept talking about having you guys on the podcast and talking about what we wanted to talk about, I think one thing came up all the time. And that was that we really feel that you guys are game changers at this stage in the industry. So thank you for coming out to the podcast. I know, Dave, I mean, for a president to take the time to come out to do a podcast have we had one before? I don't think we no, have a president no. come to. And so we're always talking about forward facing to the customer and what you're doing. Taking the time to come out is huge. Also you, Kim, Andrew. So so thank you for coming onto the podcast. We appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Look, and I, I kind of want to jump in and talk a little bit more about that because we always believe that the service industry itself is the heartbeat of the industry. And when we started or when we first started into the company or into the industry and as we were growing our company and getting to know and interacting with different vendors, with different distributors, exactly what Edgar was talking about was that there was just some form of, it was always a competition between everybody. And as far as like the service providers or the technicians that are out there servicing the pools, it always seemed like that we were at the very end or the very bottom of the totem pole. And it was a little frustrating and not so much saying that being a service technician or being a service company saying that we're better than builders because I do not believe that or we're better than the vendors or distributors. 
I believe we all have a very equal part in this. And the sooner we start to recognize that as an industry, the better we're all going to be because we do rely on builders to build beautiful pools for us. But as service technicians, we're the ones that are upkeeping them and we get to experience that pool with that client and they either have a great taste in their mouth or a bad taste in their mouth when it comes down to what a pool, owning a pool is. And it can have a negative impact on them and something that they don't want to have anymore. And then pools won't be built anymore. And then distribution doesn't have product to sell. So I believe we all feed off each other and we all need each other. I mean, more than we actually think or we've thought in the past. So when we bring up companies that are game changers and we think of heritage and your mission and the culture that you guys have instilled in your company and now you're trying to bring that same mentality to the industry and bring us all together we couldn't be more excited to have a power player like you guys who can actually really make an impact and make a wave because we can try and we're doing it and we've been doing it for years and i think we're slowly making some traction but it's nice to know that we have somebody like yourselves as partners and sponsors that believe in the same thing that we're trying to accomplish so I just wanted to talk a little bit more about that and say, look, we are truly from the bottom of our hearts. This is exactly what we need as an industry are people like you with that type of mentality, because that's how we're going to elevate the game and that's how we're going to elevate each other. Well, I think what's great about the Pool Nation podcast in general is there's 80,000 pool service contractors in the United States, right? It's a very fragmented group. So when you look at builders or you look at distributors or you look at manufacturers, a lot of them have brick and mortar locations where you can go find them. So being able to reach them through Instagram live or other channels is something that's really important to us. For sure. And that distribution plays a key role in that as you go forward and convenience, the ability to get in and out fast and all those things. I think a lot of distributors have made a lot of improvements working on that. More locations, more efficiencies at the counter, less keystrokes to get someone in and out, pre-order, order the night before, have it staged, things like that. I think most distributors, and I know a lot of the legacy companies that we've bought, had a lot of those things in place. I think, to your point, though, John, when you think of the manufacturers in general, the big manufacturers, the equipment manufacturers, the big chemical guys, all of those guys are usually chasing the bigger accounts are chasing yep. builders, they're chasing big retailers, and so on and so forth. When I stepped back, and even in a previous career that I worked at, I said, started thinking along the same lines as some of the points you brought up, is no one's really, we all talk about, we need to get in front of the service guy, we need to do more for them, we need to incentivize them, we need to give them this or that. No one really was effective in following through with that. So when I came to Heritage and engaged the team, engaged Andrew, and Kim came in, we've only been in for six, seven months now, <laughs> I guess. But the mission was, and it was mission critical, that we instigate something to elevate, to pull you up that totem pole yeah, that yeah. you had. And you may not be at the top of the biggest builder in the country and so on and so forth, but you can be, to me, it's different totem poles. You got the builder totem pole, you got the retail and you got the service and you got remodel i mean you can have as many totem poles as you want but we want them all to start balancing out some so our programs that we're initiating here pretty soon that we're putting the pieces on a couple of things i think generally speaking service people are going to be very surprised at what 
enhancements that we can do for their business to make them better educated, to give them incentives, to look at different products that fit a service model. Not necessarily a builder model, but a service model. Because most service guys and replacement guys, I mean, you guys have been in it a long time, you usually don't go in and replace a whole equipment pad. I mean, unless there's a big freeze, which I would take one this year. You're replacing a pump. You're replacing a filter. You're replacing a cartridge. You're replacing maybe a heat exchanger and not the whole heater. And those are the kind of things that you'll see us roll out in the not-too-distant future that's going to enhance that and enhance your ability to make more money. I mean, that's critical, I think, in everybody's business but also part of something bigger than just my pool route, my service route, whatever that is. And I'm real excited. We're not going to talk a lot of detail about it. I know you want a lot of detail about it. And I'm afraid to start negotiating with you because I'll probably give away the farm. But, uh, and I promise, I did promise Kim, yeah. can, I, can I, and she's no. So I'm like, I will tell everybody that's listening, there, there'd be more to come and you guys are going to want to listen. It's just, I'm super excited about it. No, look, and I don't want to keep going because I think this is really important. I'm very passionate about this and what you're saying, Dave, is, I mean, you are literally speaking my language, right? And what we've been preaching and talking about and you guys are living and breathing what we're trying to accomplish. And it's no lie. This isn't a charity. We're in business to make money, right? But there's a way to go about doing it. And as service professionals, and I think what you guys understand and we preach all the time is that so many people in this industry are so short-sighted. And we talk about we might not be the biggest builder in the world, but that biggest builder started somewhere. And it's about they started somewhere. And so many people are, they'll step over a dollar to pick up a penny, right? Or penny-wise, dollar-foolish. We've all heard those things before. And we need to understand that it's a relationship business. And when you work with these people that are just starting, companies that just have 10 people or 10 pools on their route, or maybe only have one or two trucks out there, you build and foster those relationships. And it comes down to, we don't forget those things. And as we grow and as we become more successful and you set us up, you pave the way and allow us to be as successful as we want to be. When we become that builder that does 500 pools a year or that service company that services 2,000 accounts or 10,000 accounts, we remember that, hey, look, who was there for us and who helped us along that journey. And I think you guys get it because it's not the short-term success, it's the long-term success. And in turn, not only does it help us, but it helps the whole industry, right? And I'm just excited. I think we're in a really exciting time right now. Our industry was just stagnant for a while and these last couple of years, especially, it could be that COVID maybe was what jump started it, and the whole scare of are we gonna are we essential? Are we gonna are we gonna go out of business? And we just saw the pool industry just blow up. And right now, just being in the industry, I think, is an exciting time. So anybody who just started or anybody who's been here for 10, 15, 20 years. Or 30 like Dave. Or 30, right? <laughs> Hold 40, on. 40. He drug it I out of me yesterday. Yeah. I mean, someone like you who's as, as accomplished as you are and a legend in the industry, right, who helped built our whole industry. If you look into it a little bit and go, hey, I'm sure you had you didn't have to come back. I'm sure you're very successful and very well off. There's no need for you to come back into the pool business. I'm sure there's a lot of passion and love that is inside you and you still see or you can envision a change that is happening and you want to be no a doubt. part of that. Yeah. So that if that doesn't speak volumes, I don't know what does because it's not a thing of I, I have to do it. It's you truly want to do it because you're passionate about it. So enough of that. 
John, yeah. I just want to say yeah. your kind words about our company, yeah. Dave, it really, I feel like underscores what we're about. Yeah. We are a people first company and everyone matters. Like you said, one is not more important than the other. Everyone matters. And so we're really trying to reach out and help everyone that we work with, everyone that we sell to, all of our customers have livelihoods, have businesses to grow, and we're here to help. And over the years, you guys have heard all this before. Hey, we're here to help you. Hey, we're going to help the service guy. Hey, we're going to do this and that. Everybody said it. Every manufacturer said it. Probably every distributor said it. And they meant it when they said it. But I think, going back to what I said previously, is we have to show that we're doing it. And we may stumble in a few areas. We may offer a wrong product or do something that doesn't quite fit. But we'll mold it to where we get the input from people like you and out of the other 80,000 that Andrew, we're going to have a group come together. We're going to really work this thing, not only from your needs, manufacturers also have needs and distributors have needs as well. So uh, you throw out the legend thing and you shouldn't throw that out loosely, but if you do, you can use my name. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, there's something to have an experience in this industry. You guys have a lot of experience and I started out cleaning pools and doing all those things in the pool industry. So a lot's changed in 40 years from cleaning and automation and salt generators and all that stuff. I wouldn't know how to work on a pool now. And that's why I'm calling you guys. (laughs) So you're right. It's an exciting time, not just for service, but for the builders. I mean, there's so much and really for the consumer experience, there's so much out there now to make owning a pool so much easier, so much more efficient, safer, water quality, the specifications, you guys have probably been out on some old pools that have oh, yeah. diving boards on them. And if, they do- <laughs> if you dove in, you're yeah. going to break your neck every time. So all that's gone or for the most part. The industry's really evolved. So now I think to your point earlier, Ed- Edgar, is that let's take it to that next level. Let's quit talking about taking it to the next level. Let's actually take it to the next level. And I don't want to come across as that, well, we're only going to back up the service guys and all that. We're a wholesale distributor. We're not going to compete with you. We're not going to do things that maybe others are doing in the industry and some big retailers and some other people. And it's good for the industry to have relationships. And I think the best thing that we can do as a distributor is have great relationships with the true pool professionals. And that can be obviously in service. We're going to elevate that because we've inherited all these legacies. You got to remember, we've only been in business as a distributor about a year and a half. Yeah. But we're already number two in the industry to host to Pool Corp, which obviously, you know, they've had a phenomenal run and do a lot of business. But we're number two to them. It's a distant number two. But we're gaining, and we see it as, let's grow the industry. Let's make people more professional. Let's educate service and repair guys to be intelligently be able to upsell somebody on a variable speed pump or a more efficient heater or a heat pump instead of a heater, all those things that I think that segment of the business has been missing out on for quite a while. So 
That's I'm rambling on. No, 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 those are are great points. But I was gonna party on. (laughs) Party on. Can I circle back to to a comment you said in the beginning? Yeah, you were surprised that a president would show up at this podcast, and I just want to speak to the legend. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Is that it's not surprising because we see what you're doing for the pool service trade, right? Really trying to elevate the trade, help pool service professionals out there in their businesses. And we, as an organization, as a leadership team in Heritage, that matters to us. And we want to listen. We want to hear what you have to say. We want to hear what the service professionals have to say so we can improve our services and help improve their businesses as well. So when you invited us on and I brought it to Dave's attention and to Andrew, they're like, of course, yes, we'll be here. Because, yeah, this is an important conversation to have and we want to hear. Yeah. And that's so awesome because normally we get the other way around. We'll be honest is normally what we get is we'll talk to a sales guy or the, and they feed you to the bottom of the food chain. Well, I don't, I'm no better than anybody else in the organization. And I truly mean that. And I hope anybody that you interviewed that has worked with me in the past or future, I think Andrew might not like me or something. <laughs> He's all right. No, I think He's he right. does. <laughs> He's all but, right. <laughs> but it's not, it's about, are we serious about our business mm-hmm. and are we serious about enhancing your business and a builder business and so forth? you got to have relationships. Yeah. You can't be the guy that's aloof and Been a dictator. you got to go visit customers. you got to go to the branches. Yeah. It's amazing. I visited a branch just this week in Nashville, one of the branches we just recently acquired. And I got three emails from the people there. Thanks so much for coming by. You don't realize what this means and all that. And I go, look, guys, I'm just one of you. I'm just here to help. But not, everybody, but not yeah. everybody in our industry behaves like that. That's the entire thing. But the vision of what you're doing and how you're doing that, that speaks more than Well, that's culture. That's culture. And Andrew can speak to the culture that we have and not obviously in Heritage Pool, but you know, Andrew's been around in SRS for a long time. So I, you ought to now, touch on that a little bit. Let me ask you, because we have a lot of listeners that, that probably don't know who our heritage is. And when we started, everybody always used to go, who are you guys and where did you come from? Because you came so quick. And I think it's the same for heritage, right? <laughs> I mean, two years ago, where was heritage? Nobody talked about it. So I'm going to turn the tables and ask you, Andrew, is who is Heritage and can you tell us about it and how you started as sure. a business? Sure. So I'll give you the background real quick and I'll try to not make it too long and boring. But basically, we started a company called SRS Distribution 14 years ago. And four years ago, really, we looked at our business and we had grown to $5 billion revenue, which is a pretty sizable business. But our goal was to take it to 25 or 30 and to really do great things in the distribution industry. So we went to our board of directors and we said, hey, in order to get to 20 billion or 25 billion, we may not be able to do that just in a building product segment. So we want to diversify. And we think the fundamentals of distribution are similar in a lot of the different industries. So we went to the table and we looked at 40 different industries and we said, okay, what do we want to focus on for our continued growth? And we came up with landscaping supply and we came up with pool supply. So we go to the board and we say, this is what we want to do. And they say, well, just because you're good at selling roofing, what makes you think you can sell pools? And we said, (laughs) well, we want to give it a try. So they went back to a couple of consultants and they came back to us and they said, okay, we're going to do a full market analysis. We're going to look at all these industries and 
funny enough, they came up with the landscaping industry and the pool industry. (laughs) So we started there. So we went to our mergers and acquisitions team and said, if you can go convince someone to to buy a company here, we're going to get into these verticals. And we started four years ago with a company called CPS on the landscaping division in Colorado area. And then fortunately enough, two years ago, we acquired a business called Davis Supply and they were about 60, 40 landscaping and pool. So it really got us into the pool industry that we were trying to get into for a long time because we liked it, but we were scared in, in, in some places. It was a little more of a less fragmented business. So if we jump in, are the manufacturers going to support us? Are the customers going to support us? But using that same culture and attitude and customer service, people service friendly model that we use to build the roofing vertical, that works in any business, in any distribution business. So we're really excited to be in the pool business. And then obviously we talked about the explosive growth, 14 locations to 107 in the last year. So it's really taken off. Now we're, we're running full steam ahead and there's more good stuff to come. Andrew, maybe you can help. I've only been with Heritage since last September, right? So I don't know all the story, <laughs> the details to the story, but what I really love is when I heard how SROS came about and our CEO, Dan Tinker, because I feel like it really speaks to who we are as a company and our culture about being people first. And what I heard is that he left a very good position at a really great company because some of the actions that they were taking were not beneficial or supporting the employees. And he left and started his own company because people do matter to him. And he wanted to make sure the business that he was at was really working to and keeping the employees in mind. And I feel like that's what you feel when you're at Heritage SRS, right? That's what you feel, that people really matter, employees really matter, customers really matter. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't know if I got that story. but that... You got it 100% okay, right. And if okay. he was listening, he'd say, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. So, <laughs> so you know, we, we always joke about that. But to that point is when we acquire businesses, we don't acquire them to gut them or make them do a specific set of processes. We really want the local talent. We give them the autonomy to grow and service the customer the way they know how to do that in the marketplace. So I really call it freedom within a framework, right? So we're going to set these guidelines, these rails really, really wide apart and just stay within that. And then our senior leadership team is just here to help. So what obstacles can we take away for you to continue to service the customer better and grow your business? Yeah, look, I'm listening to that story, right? And I hear, and one thing that really clicked with me is when you said you went to the board and you talked about, hey, we want to expand, this is what we want to do. And the first thing they said was, well, what makes you think that you're going to be successful in this other industry, right? And in my mind, I look at it like any business with a strong foundation, I don't care what, there's one thing that's in common, whether you're doing dry cleaning, whether you're doing HVAC, whether you're doing roofing, whether you're doing pools, whether you do, you're a psych, well, it doesn't matter. One thing is in common, and that's people. We, we deal with people. That's uh, the most important. And if you understand people, right, and you appreciate them, and you know how to communicate and to connect and to find out what makes them tick, it doesn't matter what you do. You're going to be successful in it. So when I hear that, I mean, it's just more proof in the pudding, right, in your guys' mentality. And again, we want to go back to culture. That's where it all really comes down to. And it's, I mean, I'm hearing this. I'm like, yes, that's exactly it. Because I talk to guys and girls all day on the phone, different businesses or different pool owners from all across the country. And we have like anywhere from five to 10. And I got people constantly call me up. Hey, John, I need help with this. or I need help with this. I need help with this. And what I always try to talk and I always try to bring with them is like, look, it's all about the people. And as soon as we understand how to deal with people or how to communicate with them or 
how to find out what their needs are, the more successful you'll be as a business owner, especially when it comes down to employees, right? You're only as good as the people that work for you. You can go into one distribution center and you can have one distribution center and have horrible experience and then go into another distribution center owned by the same company and have a wonderful experience. Is the company up top the problem? You got the same guide rails that you're talking about, right? But your experience is with the people there, right? That sales rep determines how they feel about heritage. That branch manager is how they feel about SCP, not necessarily the person up top. Yeah. So people-oriented and people-focused is definitely the way to go. Yeah. And you've walked into, I'm sure, a restaurant before or a fast food joint or somewhere, and you just had a bad experience, yeah. right? So what we wanted to be somewhere that's friendly and people want to go, and we want to earn everyone's order one order at a time. We want to earn your business. You come in, you have a great relationship, and you keep coming back. I think we work really hard every day to make sure we support our employees, support our field teams, to empower everyone in the organization in any position to make decisions to better service our customers. And I feel like that really matters. So they feel like they have the power to make the right decision. (laughs) And then also... Just to share, and I don't know if everyone knows this, but you know, our all of our employees are part owners in the company, and I feel like that matters a lot as well. So they have not only professional stake, but a financial stake in the company doing well and the customers doing yeah. well. It's like our CEO says, I report to 10,000 people. Yeah, We're all owners. Yeah. And down to warehouse, truck drivers, where everyone's a, a shareholder in the business. That's great. So we constantly talk about the fact that our industry, we need some competition when it comes down to certain areas, and distribution is one of those where we need new players to come in. We feel that, unfortunately, this happens in every industry. Sometimes we just become complacent. So new blood or or new thoughts or, or new culture is extremely important. So we need somebody fresh and different and ready to change the game and how the business is done. So how can you explain how you differentiate yourself from the competition you know, and the people that are currently there and some of the things that you're going to be doing differently or what you envision that Heritage Supply is going to be doing differently than yeah, what we're I, used to. I want to set table first, cause, and then I'm going to let them go through the differentiation and some of the things we're working on. But you got to remember, we've acquired, what, 14 companies? Some 18. Of, eight, whatever. <laughs> so I even lost count. Yeah. A, a lot of them were acquired before I got here. A few have been since I've been here. But long story short... There's a lot of heavy lifting that we're doing and have been doing to get these companies indoctrinated into being part of a larger business. Andrew's point earlier, a lot of these, most all of these companies had their niche. They had their culture. They had their relationships with their customers. The last thing we wanted to do was disrupt that. But we also have to get on the same computer system so we can operate more efficiently so they can transfer product from somewhere that they've never dreamed of, being able to transfer product from Texas to Louisiana or wherever. So that's the heavy lifting that we've been doing really ever since before I got here and ever since we've gotten here. So our job has been, let's be as efficient as we possibly can, because I've told several people, I said, we're like the good-looking woman walking into the bar right now. (laughs) No, seriously, because everybody wants to talk to her, right? Because you're the new, to your point, hey, somebody's looking for an alternative or something. We hope that drives me, and I know that drives every member of our team. The worst thing we can do is 
be that good-looking girl, and all of a sudden we turn ugly. And we're not going to do that because <laughs> we've done a lot of heavy lifting. We've got some more that's it's getting lighter lifting, yep. <laughs> I think Andrew would say, and he is chief operating officer, knowing the heritage back office and systems obviously better than us newbies did. We're working toward trying to stay good looking in the bar. I'll just put that <laughs> way. I like and, the analogy. I love it, actually. And really, when we acquire companies, like Dave said, is the only thing that changes is the IT system behind the scenes. So we want to do justice to the legacy of the company that we built. And you'll see us keep that local name and you'll see the same faces in the place. Like I said before, we're not buying the business to gut it. We're buying the business to help them grow and, in, and enable that growth. So as an independent business, in some cases, you can't take the risk to go buy $4 million worth of inventory or sign a lease for 10 years in a new location without any track record that it might succeed but we have those resources to be able to do that. So we call our branches, we call it CELO, right? We're centrally enabled, but we're locally optimized and we will never lose that local optimization. And if we do, the customer service experience would suffer and we won't let that happen. Yeah, I want to add to that. I know in conversation we've had, that I've tried to share that all these companies that just acquired and integrated, we did it because they do have such value, right? They know their markets, they know their customers and what heritage the corporation does and helps in that regard is that we take over and help support all the non-customer facing functions within the company, right? <laughs> so the benefits, the HR, the payroll, the accounting, the finance, all of that. And then really allow the brand and the field to focus on the customer facing issues and being the best service provider possible. So they, because they know their customers, they know their market, and that's where they can focus their efforts on making us the best distributor possible to that customer in that market. And so all again, back to what makes us different. I feel like that really does help us make us different, you know, that we are so focused on people. We value the people that we bring on board. We value their experience, their skill, their relationships, and we continue to support that and help really help support that strength that they bring to our organization. Yeah, and those are little things that, that we could talk about. But if you think about it, John, is these are small, smaller legacy distribution centers, but as a small business, you struggle with a lot of those things. Right? Like I was talking to somebody yesterday and they're a big company, but they were struggling with their whole accounting side, right? And those are the things that nobody ever talks about. But That's it's, part of the heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah, and that's huge. And so for you guys to be able to walk into somebody that has, whether it's 10, 15, 20, 60 stores and be able to completely say, we got you, that's huge. And that's don't huge. say stores, say warehouses. Warehouses, stores. Stores. okay. Yeah, something else, right? <laughs> and we're not, we don't open stores. That, that's straight three, that's three right, three right there. Three right there. Oh my God. This meeting oh. is over. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. So you go from 14 stores to a hundred and warehouses, warehouses, <laughs> or, or, or we'll, we'll accept distribution centers as well. Distribution centers. All right. And by the way, if my wife is watching this, when I get home, I'm going to get in trouble because oh, yeah. she's on the whole that distribution side. Yeah. So she's going to be angry at yeah, me. Do your background. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. The reason we really harp on this is yeah. because I've said this to you. We know who we are. We're yeah. a wholesale distributor to right. the trade. We're not retailers. We don't want <laughs> so to compete. Yeah. We don't want anyone to get the impression or walk away from a conversation thinking we are. So let's turn this into a drinking game. Everybody out there <laughs> yes. that's listening. Right. And by the way, let me just take a quick second before I jump into that question. And I do have to give a lot of shout outs out here for everybody. 
David, Benny, Jeanette, Corey, big shout out to all you guys out there. Maria from Ensenada Pools. Jason, I know that you're listening out there. Mikey from Mikey's Quick Coupler. Big yeah. shout out to you out there. And then we have Mr. Howard Pringle, which said, hi, Edgar first. Really? <laughs> That's wow. never happened. We always have a friend of John that listens. And so it's become a joke of he never acknowledges me. So Eric from the Western Show out there, big shout out to you. Thanks for everybody joining on and listening live. So... So coming back, you go to 114 warehouses, distribution centers. There you go. I learn. I learn. By the end of 2022, and that's a big feat. I mean, that's huge. What was that growth like? And then what do you guys see for 2023? Sure. So we were really able to close a lot of our service gaps with all that acquisition and Greenfield as well. So, you know, now there's no part of the country where we're really not in. I mean, you look at the Pacific Northwest a little bit up there, but less of a pool market than some of the other places in the country. But you're going to continue to see us grow and expand. We're trying to open 15 to 20 new Greenfield locations a year. And we'll continue to be selective with the acquisitions we have out there. But there are a lot of great independent companies there that are left that we'd love to have come join the team in the future. So footprint, when are we done? What does that look like? I think it's too 250 locations. And then we look at it as a three to $4 billion business in the next three to five years. So we're super excited about that growth, but we will not let that customer service suffer as we do that. And that's that independent model, right? The centrally enabled, locally optimized. I think what you have to look forward to from Heritage as well as we move forward is really focusing in on our, how do we promote customer success, right? What kind of programs can we provide, which I know we're going <laughs> to mm-hmm. talk about in a later date. See, they keep but, teasing me, John. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I think they want me to spill the tea is what they you think. No, no. Okay. Uh, you've blown it enough. Yeah. For <laughs> but really, you'll see more from us, right? Because we are listening to our customers. We are really trying to understand how we can be the best distributor to them. And you'll see more programs and services coming from us this year and years to come. And if there's a gap in our footprint and you want us to be somewhere that we're not currently there, let us know. Please let us know where we could better service you or we can't reach you from a certain place in Florida or a certain place in Texas and we're open to opening a store there and continuing to service our customers. I could just hear Benny in Atlanta yelling, I need a store. Yeah, yeah, I drive 45 minutes. I drive 45 minutes. Tell him to hang on. <laughs> it's coming. So let, I have a question for Dave and for everybody that's listening, we're going to get Dave back because we got to tell Dave's story because Dave started as a pool guy out in the field. But you know, you retire, you come back, you're now with Heritage. And I think that's awesome to be able to have that opportunity What do you envision? So as Heritage, what do you guys want to be known for? I think it's come to me because I spent so many years with Pool Corp and was involved in some incredible growth and over there. And a lot of people say, oh, you want to stick it to Pool Corp or whatever. I No, <laughs> I still own Pool Corp stock. So I, I, and, and I've told these guys and the whole team, I want Heritage to be the best distributor it can be. I want Pool Corp to continue to grow, not because I'm a shareholder, because that's good for the industry. If we're both growing and we're both expanding, we're adding new products and manufacturers or, or, or continuing to develop new things, it's good for the industry. I wasn't looking to get back in, into distribution at all. I know I told you the story about how Dan Tinker reached out to me. He and I both, the only social media we're on is LinkedIn. And uh, I think what happened once they acquired all these pool dis- SRS Heritage, 
are fantastic distributors. I mean, as far as the fundamentals of distribution and in roofing and in landscape, they've only been in landscape four years. And they're number two in, to a big public company, Site One, in the landscape business. So fundamentally, their distribution, they're great at it, and they've got a great track record. What came about with the pool industry, though, and it's, we're all pool guys sitting here, so we're different. (laughs) I think there's a lot of truth to that, and there's differences in California than there is in Minnesota, and there's differences in Florida than there is in Texas, and I think they realized that pretty quickly, that, hey, all of a sudden, we went from whatever it was, I had 20 branches to over 100 Maybe we might need somebody that knows a little bit about the pool and overall pool industry on a national basis or something. So that's how that came about. But I did start out cleaning pools. I told you that. <laughs> that's scrubbing toads. And that's, a, and that's exactly what digging out dead toads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors. When we come back, we will continue our conversation with Heritage. The HyperPole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros' time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. 
Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high-range removal with Pro Series Foss Remove or Foss Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypack's new Avia HD models that utilize NITEC, their exclusive industry-first technology. NITEC Heat Exchanger Technology is Raypack's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to Cooper Nickel in critical surfaces, NITEC creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash nitech. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. We are talking to Heritage today. We're talking to Dave, Kim, and Andrew, and we continue our conversation. So, John, you want to go next? You want to drive this? Or are you I gonna... do. I'm just hoping that you utilize that break. I did. I did. To kind of <laughs> I get did. your composure I, and I not did. to... And not to make the mistakes that you did, because you have your own three strikes right now. I don't. Yeah. And Dave had an honest conversation with me, and he said, "You're good, but you're not that good." I think John needs to drive this conversation from here out. So he did say I was the better looking one, though. So now it's all starting to make sense. I'm here for the good looks. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> so, Dave, you talked about earlier. When it came down to it, everybody says that we need to make a change. We need to make a change. Let's move the industry forward, right? Make that change. Let's actually do something. So as Heritage and yourself, you mentioned that you want to improve the industry, but how do you guys think you're going to be able to drive that change? I think you can't do it just as a distributor by yourself. I mean, you can do certain things as a distributor, good service, have the right products and all. That's fundamental distribution. That's what we all should be. But I think what we can do that really enhances it, and we've already started this, is leveraging resources with manufacturers and leveraging information from people like you guys saying, what matters? This is what we think matters. But does that really matter to you? And you guys have given us a lot of good input, but a lot of other good service companies and people have done the same thing and say, because in the past, I think, manufact, be it manufacturer or distributor from my previous career, well, we're going to roll this out and boy, they ought to love this and they ought to love that and we're going to do this <laughs> and without really engaging all parties, if that makes sense. And that's what we're, honestly, we've already started that. We've already are implementing some of that. I'm still not going to tell the whole program, and neither's Kim <laughs> and neither's Andrew. But leveraging all three, we all have good ideas. But the service guy has to be able to implement that or and support it and want to learn about it. And I think the hardest thing that will be is that... A lot of people, I think, in the aftermarket, I'm going to call it service retail, and even it's the whole pool industry, but there's less of it now. We have more young people coming into the industry. A lot of guys don't do what I did, and they go retire, and they stay retired. But 
It's the change. Why should I sell this pump instead of that pump? It's $400 higher. Speed pump's more, more money than a single speed. Well, the government changed part of that for us, right? But even alternative sanitizers, builders are engaging that, I think, more than aftermarket is. There's a lot of great aftermarket, whether it's ozone, whether it's chlorine generators and so forth, that are easy to install. It doesn't have to be installed when the pool's being built. I'm just picking here. I mean, because there's, right. there's a lot of things. Controllers. How many time clocks, mechanical time clocks are still out there turning pools on and off or turning on a booster pump on and off? I mean, I know what the other guys used to sell when I was there. It was thousands. And I know what we sell, and it's thousands as, as well. Why not have a controller on that? And why not train that person to be able to say, instead of me replacing your mechanisms every whatever it is, three or four years and so forth, why don't we put this controller on there? And you'll be able to get on your phone and turn your pump on and off and your lights on and off and things that you can't do with a mechanical controller. So you can't do that without a cohesive effort from manufacturers, from distributors. You got to have it. We got to educate, but we got to help we need you guys' help on getting that customer base. Hey, let's listen to this because you'll make more money. You'll make more money selling a, just a simple controller than you will replacing, I used to know, T104Ms yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I can't believe I held it. That. I can't remember what we had for dinner yeah. yesterday, but we can remember that. Yeah, exactly. That's deep so, in a long-term memory. <laughs> yeah, that and a 1419C or D, that's about all I got anymore. But that's where we're going with it. And I'm not sure, maybe other people are doing the same thing. But I think the frustration on the manufacturer side has been distribution says, well, you create a market, we'll sell it. Well, I can't create a market unless I got people that want it. So that's the cohesiveness that we're working on every day. I want to talk about something that I think is really important. I think I've shared this a couple of times, and that is culture that's over at Heritage. And so... I talk about it all the time. We worked in hotels and there you use it for the real estate and the management changes and everybody comes in and everybody always wants to change the culture. And you can have a staff of 70 people and it's one thing to talk about culture all day, right? No, we're going to be the best culture and all we're going to do the best thing for the employees and stuff like that. But it's very hard to implement. It's very hard to live. It's very hard. And then this morning... I woke up and I was really excited about this podcast. I, I was like giddy, but it was because of the refreshness and the excitement of it. And then I, the more I started thinking about it, it's more of the message that you're delivering with that culture. And so you guys, the culture that's in that building is just absolutely amazing. We did the nominations event. Every person that I talked to, you could tell that wanted to be there. You could tell that they wanted to help. People that just didn't even need to be there wanted to just stay just to make sure that everything was successful because they wanted to. And you can you could feel that and you could feel that vibe. So I want you guys to talk a little bit about your culture because I think it's huge. And even in talking to you guys and how you want to help the pool pro, that's all a culture thing. But that comes from above. That's not something that's mid-level or low-level. So... What is that culture like and where does it come from? 
So it, it starts at the top, right, with our CEO, Dan Tinker, and Kim got a little bit into the story of how he quit his job and uh, put a resignation in when they said people don't matter, so, and started SRS, right? So that's where it came from, that's where it bred from, but you have to live it every single day. So when we go to the branches, you won't see me coming in through the front door of the branch, I go in the back door and I talk to the drivers and the warehouse guys and see what's going on in the branch and how they're feeling about their branch manager and the direction that we're going as a company. So it's really an endless feedback loop with all of your employees and making sure that you're taking care of them and providing them with everything they need to be successful and to grow. So I think that's really a lot of the secret sauce, but it's also the people that you choose to bring on. If you don't truly like people or care about them, you shouldn't manage people. So we try to find the people that do and that fosters that culture. Yeah, I think who we bring on board is really important. I think people kind of gravitate towards other people that are similar to them. And I feel like our organization is an organization of people that do care about each other, care about the work that they do, want to have fun doing what they do. And you see it from the leadership all the way down. But I 100% agree with Andrew. It really needs to be driven from the top. And our leadership absolutely lives and breathes every day on how they interact with all of the employees, how they interact with partners. I think it's fantastic. I told you the story. Like I, when I was interviewing SRS Heritage and went to the corporate office the first time, I said someone was introducing me. Well, it's the legend over here <laughs> was taking me through the office and introducing me. But he wasn't introducing me just to the management or the leadership. He introduced me to the receptionist, to housekeeping, to security, and really talked about what they do and told them why I was there. And everyone feels that, right? That's very unique. I've been on other interviews that those kind of things don't happen. And that leaves an impression on you. And I feel like people that really gravitate towards that, those are the people that join our company. And I feel like that's how it's the leaders really push it, live it and breathe it. And then everyone else does too, because that's who we are. It's the entrepreneurial spirit, right? That's what we try to foster. And then, and you see it. I mean, we had an example this morning, we were sitting in the auditorium and we had all our MITs in there, which is great. We bring all these kids out of college and we have 150 of them that come on board and we give them projects and the senior leadership's in there critiquing, taking their ideas and we implement them in a lot of places to do it. But one of the comments in the crowd about the entrepreneurial spirit was about going to a retail location and they sat out. It was 9.50 in the morning and the store opened at 10 and they sat outside for 10 minutes. The two employees in there were looking right back at them and they knew they were there, but we want to be the people that want to open that door. We want our people because it's their business. It's their culture. It's their autonomy to continue to grow and service that customer. And when you take pride in that, you open that door at 9.50 or you answer that phone call at 5.02 and 5.05 and it's not just let it hit voicemail and get to it tomorrow. So that's super, super important to us. It starts with relationship. If the culture of you have to really sincerely like people, you have to sincerely, as top management, you're setting the mission, right? You're setting the highway and you're saying, this is where we are. This is where we want to go this year, but this is where we want to go in three to five years, whatever goal you want to set. But when you set the right culture, you don't get, everybody doesn't fit every time. But what happens when the culture is really good, even at a branch level where they're rocking and rolling, they're hitting budget, everybody's concerned about, hey, let's take care of these guys, let's do all these things. If you don't buy into that, you stick out like a real sore thumb and you'll probably move on and do something else or you'll get an IT. <laughs> And get buried in a room or something. No, I'm, te I'm teasing. We got to have all that too. But my, that's my point is that there's a button in every seat. 
about four every seat. And sometimes when you're in that right culture, you might say, hey, I, maybe I shouldn't be an outside sales guy. Maybe I should be back here doing purchasing and things like that, that I really enjoy those kind of things. But it's still about relationship. And if you have that great culture, great relationships, that person, instead of quitting, will say, I think I would like to do something different. And it's our job because we don't want to lose people. We want to put the right butt in the right seats and continue to enhance the business. If you don't have that culture, people just quit. You just have turnover and because you, you never make 100% of the right decisions every time. But the culture takes care of that almost for you if it's ingrained in, at the branch level, at the corporate level, at the in staff level. It takes care of itself. And to Dave's point, I mean, we just we set the roadmap and tell them where we want to go. We always say small goals don't stir souls, right? So we say, here's this big, bold goal of how we can be great and how we can grow and how our customers can be super happy with us so, so that we can expand and go to a new market and to do that. And when we set that vision and you have a bunch of people right behind you pulling the rope ready to get there, it truly becomes something special. It's a great point. Yeah. And I also want to just add that that relationship piece of it, it's two-way. I really feel like... We listen. The leadership listens. Management listens. We listen to our customers, listen to our employees. So we may have this big idea. We want to accomplish this. And if there's feedback, <laughs> that like we think about it. We take it. We think about it. And I feel like that everyone feels valued when that happens. And even through the acquisitions and bringing on branches, it's a great point by Kim, but we had some independent businesses that we acquired that did things better than we do. So we, we right. learn from every single acquisition we have and we implement and listen to ideas, which we think is great. Look, I want to jump in and say something because what you were talking about, Dave, really hit hit home with me because I come from a different world before the pool industry, right? And I was in corporate America, and he was in stores, Dave. I was <laughs> he was in stores. stores. I was in stores, right? <laughs> and as far as like culture and what you're talking about is what we were trying to accomplish was create an environment, a self healing environment. And that's what it really is. And you are one, I've seen it happen. And that's what I'm talking about. When you go, you can go to one store and you can see a completely different perspective on a company and then go to a different store and see the opposite. And when you create that environment or that culture, you do, you create a self-healing environment where it almost takes care of itself. And that only happens when you have the mentality, right, where I was talked to before, because I did a lot of trainings before in the past, and they're saying, oh, how do you get people to want to listen to you? Or how do you hold people accountable? How do you do this? How do you do that? And I always came down to, look, you have to choose of whether you want to be a manager or whether you want to be a leader. And the definition to me of a manager is somebody that people feel like they have to work for. Right? A leader is somebody that they want to work for. And if you can, you can't make everybody happy, right? And there needs to be guidelines. There's lines that you can't cross. But as long as you're fighting and going towards that, that's your mission and that's what you're trying to accomplish, you start to create those self-healing environments in every one of your distribution centers. There and we go. I nailed it. <laughs> I nailed it. I nailed it. <laughs> so it's right on, right on. I'm that's gonna, a great way to put it. I yeah. like that. Self-healing. It's self-healing. I'm going to steal that and go say for it. I came up with it. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> While you guys are getting inspirational over here and trading all these kind of things, I, I all of a sudden I'm lying on taking a beating, and I think it's your fault, Dave, because you started it. But I even have Brian Croissant out here and Corey going, who's Edgar? Never heard of her. <laughs> Oh, let's talk about the Edgar haircut. Yeah. So I'm taking a beating over here. Everybody online making fun of me. SRS, heritage, culture, have fun, make money, 
give back. That's a huge thing from you guys. Can you guys talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, the give back, I mean, when people are important to you, it goes all the way through your customers, your partners, and people in the community that need help. So SRS Heritage is always looking to where we can help support people in need to make their lives better. So I feel like it just really is linked into who we are as a company. So we have, I think oh, we've held so many charity can, concerts this past year. For sure. And, yeah. and, and I was just going to... Can I jump ahead. in real quick? Yeah. Can I just do one request? Absolutely. Sure. Okay. So second Pool Nation Awards, we were going to do them the second night and the show came to us and said, hey, just let you know Heritage is doing a concert that night. <laughs> and so I came over and I go, oh my God, we're going to get killed, John. And then, oh, they're thinking of bringing Journey. And so I turned to John and Zach and I said, just to let you guys know, enjoy the show because I'm going to the Heritage concert. <laughs> so, skipping the we're skipping the awards this year, but sorry. Well, I was just going to give a shameless plug for our concert in Atlantic City next week. <laughs> but we do have 38 special in Leonard Skinner next week in Atlantic City. So we're super excited about that as well. But, you know, more than anything, we put on those shows and we put on those shows to give back. So we're going to have Step Up to Swim there and we're going to have Swim Across America there and we're going to be giving back. And it's a charity event. I mean, we've benefited from the growth of the industry and even COVID where you mentioned before, where pools became a less discretionary buy. So we want to make sure that we're giving back to those causes that mean something to us and causes that benefit the industry as well. We have a full-time person that runs a full-time, what's it called, Raise the Roof Foundation. Yeah, Yeah, we have have Raise the Roof Foundation on the building product side, and we have Heritage Cares on the heritage side. And they're two organizations that are set up fully for this purpose. And every dollar goes back to whatever the different charities and we support i forget how many it's a it's dozens of it's cancer it's, yeah. it's a, there's a lot military yeah, veterans, veterans military well. veterans yeah. is a big deal and we have programs where we actually recruit veterans heritage srs has been unbelievably successful in recruiting veterans so it's a big deal. I mean, it's not a, I always say work hard, make money, give back. I mean, there's variations to that. I think <laughs> Kim had the right one. But you got to work hard to make money. And then you can give some of it back and you can keep a little bit. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. So what they've done, what Heritage has done in the roofing business way before they were in the pool business was they have these concerts and they have these events. They're free to the industry. All we request is make a donation scan the barcode and donate 20 bucks or something it's free food free drinks a great concert is it not worth donating 20 25 bucks to go to a charity not to a heritage it's to the charity in las vegas we had uh, had a good concert there and we raised more than we've ever raised as far as over a hundred thousand dollars yeah yep. and now in our goal in atlantic city i hope to double that and i we're going to put andrew and i are going to be up there and we're going to embarrass the hell out of people and if you're <laughs> yeah, I'm great better so, have I'm, not, I'm not going i'm yeah. out i'm hey, out you're drinking our food you're drinking <laughs> our booze yeah, i mean come on don't you get, you get, bucks, you're gonna right? keep we saying don't mind stars? pressuring people for <laughs> donations for our charities absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> we auction off signed guitars and a lot of other things, some golf things and some other events that we're having. Some And it means something. And you guys are all too young in the pool industry, but years ago, 35 years ago, or maybe even longer than that, there used to be big events at the pool show. Some of the major suppliers, the Olin Corporation was a big supplier, Cal Hypo at the time, and they would have this big 
event with hors d'oeuvres and drinks, and I don't remember them ever having bands or something back then, but, of course, the pool shows were a lot different back then. <laughs> I, think, I think we discussed that a little bit yesterday. Let's I'm not go, go back into there. That. <laughs> but there was. But, and it used to, to me, even whether you were an Olin customer or not, and we have other distributors that attend ours because it's an industry event. We're here to raise money, but it's, we're all part of the same industry. We all should be here. We should all be friends. We should all want to grow this industry together. We all should give back. I got a quick anecdotal story on that. But when we were founding SRS, we said, okay, this is what we stand for. And we were building out the company and what we're going to do. And we actually outsourced the team to go give us a, a company slogan. So they came back with 20 different things. And the chairman of the board, Ron Ross, said, I like this. I don't like that. He's like, but it boils down to three things. It boils down to making money, having fun, and giving back. So they said, well, you can't make that your company slogan. He said, well, c- can I make it make a lot of money? Yeah. <laughs> Have a lot of fun. Get a lot back. Yeah. And, they said, no. and there were, might have been a couple expletives in there somewhere to say it. But, but ultimately, we just wanted to be who we are. And that sums up more than anything who we are as a distributor. I want to just say, I do feel the events you're talking about, Dave, I feel like that is missing. And I hear that from people that come to see us at the shows and what happened in Las Vegas with that concert and that charity event. I do feel like people felt the energy that was happening, that concert brought, that we were all coming together as an industry, raising money for a really good cause and having a lot of fun doing it. And I, it just carried on through the rest of the show. Every time people came through our booth, they were so excited and really had so much of the words to say about being part of that. Yeah, just don't do Journey on the Pool Nation Awards night because I won't be there. So we'll, we'll, we'll the key, plan the, the key word to get in yeah. for you this year's distribution. Uh, okay. <laughs> I do want to jump on here. Stellar Sales Alliance out in Florida. The new warehouse in Miami is amazing. Can't wait for the Cuban coffee to get set up. That's Fernando out there. Big huge shout out. Janie Chicalis. By the way, Janie, next time, Janie is John's wife. Don't ever come back here without him. He's been whining about you the whole time that he misses you, and he's been a bear. So it's every time he gets cranky, I just feed him and send him home. So anyways, she's saying out here, it was nice to walk into our PEP and see three women running the counter, which I think that's pretty Fantastic. cool. I mean, that's another thing that's changing in our industry. We're seeing Absolutely. a lot more females coming into the industry. So let's see here. Great job. Appreciate your culture. We need more of that in the U.S. Thank you. And that was Mikey from Mikey's Quick Couplers. So we've talked to a couple of vendors that were working with you, and they were very happy with the relationship and how you guys do business. How do you envision supporting them, and how do you support them? Do you guys want yeah, to Yeah, sure. I, I feel like it's such an important part of supporting our customers and helping our customers out. And I do feel that our relationship with them is mutual. We always are looking to work together and making sure we both mutually benefit and the customer benefits. And I think that is a difference for us as a distributor. We're not dictating things, but we are having conversations with them and brainstorming with them. I've been on several vendor meetings with Dave. He's brought me to their facilities. We see what they do, what their strengths are. Then we sit down and we talk about like, all right, what can we do together? How can we improve the life of a pool service pro? right? (laughs) And we brainstorm over it and we take notes and we go take it back and put it into action. And then there's a constant feedback. And it's not just that meeting, but when we leave, we circle back and have conversations and check in again. And I think that relationship is like any relationship, really positive when it's an ongoing one and you're constantly checking in and you want 
each other to succeed. And I feel like that makes us different. I think that's the most important part. And we touched on it a little bit earlier, but we want a healthy industry and we're all for-profit businesses. So we want the vendors to make a lot of money and we want the distributors to make a lot of money and we want the service contractors and the builders to make a lot of money. So working together to grow our businesses and not beating them up for an extra 5% here or 5% there. We want to get our products fairly for our size and for the opportunity to pass that those cost advantages and savings on to our customers, but it's not all about price. Yeah, you also have to remember not one distributor, whether it's Pool Corp or us or PWP, any of the others, you can't stock everything that's available out there. (laughs) I can't tell you how many on LinkedIn every day there's an overseas, whether it's from Europe or Asia or something, hey, I've got the best light, I got the best fountain, all these things, I've got the best glass bead, I've got, you can't have it all. But what if we're smart, what we'll look at is say, what's out there that might be game changing? What's out there that maybe it's more profitable? What's out there and that can be an alternative that we can bring in that nobody's brought in at this point? So there's some of that as well as working with the existing manufacturers to say, okay, you're great at selling pump, filter, heater, controller, but you're not very good at selling a robotic cleaner or a pick something. How can we help you do that? So that's the relationship part. And that's, again, you tell us what you need. Tell us what you want to sell. Let's see if there's a fit and we'll be the conduit to that. I have a little bit of, a, of an odd question, and that is one of the things, at least from my perception, has always been when I started in the pool industry, you go to distribution, there's not a lot of shelf space. There's not a lot of different products. And so if we talk about some of the distributors that are out there, they basically are the ones that are going to sell a product. Because if I need a water clarifier, I can't see three on a shelf and I can't ask the question, which one is better than the other? And me make a decision to whether I want to buy the expensive one, the middle one, or the inexpensive one. And I've always seen that from almost like an education opportunity for the pool pro, for them to be able to walk into the distribution center and be able to learn about certain products. And I know footprints are very difficult, especially in certain markets. I can, in California, you just don't have the footprint to be able to put a big store like you can in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas, by the way, it's a warehouse. So is that, am I off base there? Is there an opportunity to do something like that with the pool pros to be able to walk in and see that whether it's the different pumps or the separate gadgets? I'll tell you a story. I, I walked in months ago to our Plano facility. I got this big, nice, open counter area, you know, where you walk in. And, but the only thing out there on display was a Hayward pump and filter and a heater, a Pentair pump and filter and heater, and a Jandy. I call it Jandy still. Same thing. And I go, guys, don't you think everybody in the industry knows what this looks like? What we need to do, and we're launching this now, you'll start seeing this in our locations. Put the stuff out there that To your point, what's the best stuff we got? What's the stuff that, from an efficiency standpoint, will save you steps? You don't have to go all the way back to the warehouse to get a quart of water clarifier or algicide. Have it right here. Let the have the rep come into the tabletop. Let him explain. Hey, we have this out here because we feel like it's the best, and you can make money on it, or what the deal is. But we're going to start merchandising that. Other distributors have already started that, so this isn't just some great idea we've come up with. But 
what we're going to do is focus it more on, and we're not just going to put anything out there. We're going to put stuff out there that we believe in, that we have support in, and that everybody can make a fair profit on. Who shops at our branches and the counters? It's really service pros, right? <laughs> we make the deliveries to other businesses, but we want to make sure that we're putting out products that we feel benefit their business, and we are going to start doing that, and we'll be launching that in yeah. March. We better be well underway with that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm getting ready to go out and tour a bunch of branches. So. <laughs> yeah, that plan is being is put in place, and but also in addition to that, education, right? And I think you we've That's talked huge, about this yeah. a lot is. You can only show so much in a branch, but I do feel like if we take the time and effort to put together curriculum to educate them in each category of product and why we think it's the best and why we think they should use it, but then tell them what else is out there, I feel like that benefits them. And so when they come in, they come in armed with knowledge and they can make the right decision. And as the operator in the room, I could tell you, we've already started this. So we're doing 3D renderings of every single one of our locations across the country and all three of our verticals. So we understand our inside space and where we can potentially merchandise that, where we can potentially put a TV up here that helps with education and highlights a new and exciting product in all those places. So we're launching that already, and that will tie in with our programs that we're going to create as well. Yeah. I went to go check out your Frisco store, and I'll tell you a little story about Dan Tinker. So you guys had the opening in Frisco, and so I stayed low-key, and then I went maybe four weeks later. And so I went there, and I saw somebody that was at a different distribution center, and he was working down behind the counter, and I walked in, and a huge footprint. And right off the bat, I start geeking out because I can start to envision a lot of the things that can be from the product standpoint. And so I go and I start talking to the counter guys and we start chit-chatting. And then one of the guys recognized me. So we started talking and I, I said, what made you come over to work over here? And he was just like, it was people. He was tired of doing things the same way that they had always been done and that you guys had a fresh fresh approach to doing that. And he came and told me a story and he goes, just to tell you how different this company is, he goes, we had an opening here and you guys had the opening and, and everybody came out. And I guess Dan Tinker came out with Matt and brought a 12 pack or a six pack. And here he is in Kind of like you dress, Andrew, with the jeans and yep. the boots and the jacket. And he comes over to the counter and he tells the guys, hey, you guys want a beer? And they're all looking looking at him. Who is this guy? And so they open a beer. The store manager comes out. They just start talking. They start having a good time. And then they could feel that the store manager was a little bit more like rigid. And so then they turn around <laughs> him and they're like, what's going on? And then he's like, that's Dan Tinker. And they're like, who? And so, but... They said he said Dan stayed the entire time. He was he it was all just like if we had been friends for the last 20 years and that made a huge impression on that on him. And he goes, that's one of the reasons that, that I'm here and that I want to be here. And so we continue to talk about this whole culture thing, but that's what attracts people to you guys. And so you're saying free beer for service guys? And, <laughs> is that where you're going with this? I... Yes, open bar. <laughs> but it's awesome, again, that you have a CEO that's going to the stores 
that's yeah, I, I mean that's just part a natural yeah yeah that's, yeah, what that's what's so awesome about, about it yeah and, and talking about the different aspects of it but that's culture that's where it comes from remember set the mission set the goal explain it and here's the racetrack we're on we're on a racetrack mm-hmm. right because if we want to grow from one and a half billion to three billion in three or four years or two or three years you know we're on a racetrack we're not on a we're not on a hiking trail here. <laughs> yeah and uh, and within that culture you get the right people so there's barriers on each side of that racetrack right and a true entrepreneurial guy he understands the rules are over here for this and the rules are over here for that can't don't jump the fence, right? Uh-huh. But if you're not scraping a little paint Getting every close. now and then on each side, that's the culture. That's driving it. That's, do I need, I'll cut that deal. I'll do this deal. I'll re- restock the front. I'll All these things that, that we give them ideas about or we give them programs about and so forth, that's the deal. We're on a racetrack, and I don't mind you scrape a little paint. I just don't want you to wreck the car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that story because I do feel like you you hear a lot of large companies Mm -hmm. preach that, right? Oh, people matter, preaching that culture. But if you're not sincere, people sense it right away, right? If the leadership's not living it. If you're transactional, I mean, if you're like a... I don't know. I used to hear things about GE. Hey, if we cut the bottom 20 or 30% every year and we just plug somebody else in because we have the system. Right. Plug it in and go. That's transactional. It's not relationship, right? That, that doesn't mean maybe they weren't successful doing what they were doing, but that's not us. That's not how we operate. And that's not how this industry operates. That's, that's the second time that we talk about that. We just talked about that, really, that this manufacturers will come and say, why are they not buying our product? I go, because this is not a transactional business. This is a, you have to create friendships and relationships for people to do business. So you just came up with that on your own, huh? I just I stole it from you, and I was right. hoping that you wouldn't throw that out, but he just burned me out on that right. one. You might be the legend. <laughs> so, so Heritage has acquired a lot of distributions. Are you guys also opening up new locations to help support areas that maybe you really don't have a presence or distribution, really? And I know we talked about it, you joked about it a little bit yep. earlier, as far as let us know where and we'll get it. Do you guys have a game plan as far as we're actively looking for new locations to help service areas that might be underserviced? We do. We have about a 25, well, my list is about 100 locations that I want to be in, and I want to be there yesterday, but we did narrow it down to about 25 of our tier one locations where we're looking for real estate at all times, but we will not open a branch unless we get the local talent to do it, right? So I'm not going to, even if we need to be there, we want to make sure that we have the people, and that's back to the culture and back to the back to the people matter and local knowledge matters in our branches. You'll see us continue to, there's no secret, we're a little under serviced in Florida. So we only have eight locations there. So we're going to double down there in some places like Florida and Texas have a pretty good footprint in California. But once again, we want to be everywhere our customers want us to be and we'll continue to move through pretty quick this year. Yeah. And we get a lot of, a lot of people, believe it or not, want to come to work for Heritage right now. The good looking right. girl in the bar. Right? <laughs> but you got to, you got to fit the culture too. 
And uh, it's, I think we're pretty good at that because we believe in it. We are that. And we won't make 100% the right decisions, but maybe that's another seat for them to, to, to sit in. But it's, uh, there's a lot of people that would like to come to work for Heritage right now. And as long as we can find real estate and we have the opportunities and we believe in, in them as to drive, being a, that entrepreneur to drive the market and the ability to put a team together. Because you can't just go into Fairbanks, Alaska, and not know anybody. And right. <laughs> that's number one on the list. <laughs> I'm sure you figured that right. out. But it, it, seriously, it's, it's not just other distributor people. I mean, there's a lot of people that want opportunity. Want They see Heritage as this, I think you guys have made the point, hey, you're the new, it's something exciting. It's something different. You're giving back. You're giving to charity. You're, you've got a CEO that brings beer to an open house, which <laughs> we may have we to we yeah, edit that out. Yeah. Don't tell HR. <laughs> that out, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dan's going to be like, out of all the stories that you could have told, that's, that's the one that you yep. said, yeah. Edgar? But it's it's exciting. I, it, we could open thirty branches if, believe it or not, real estate's probably the toughest thing. It's not. People can be tough in some markets. Finding the right fit. I mean, you can find people in every market, but you find the people with the right fit. But it's real estate, and we have the infrastructure now. Everyone's on the same computer system. We're all pulling everything together from manufacturing, the programs we want, and different things like that. But it's just, we could open 50 a year. Just in the last six months, I mean, we've opened Lakewood, New Jersey. We've opened Frisco. We've opened Rancho Cordova. We've opened Chandler, Arizona. We've opened Lee Summit. We've opened Modesto, California, right? So those are all areas where come see us there. First of all, we're open for business in all those locations, <laughs> but those all just got off the ground right away. And we're not opening them. We're not saying, well, if they're not open by March, they'll miss the season. No, it might open in November, but that's, that's when we found the right warehouse and the right people. So we're 12 months out of the year opening branches. We're not looking to, well, if it doesn't make money the first year or the first few months because we opened in October instead of March. No, we're, it's, we're looking for going down the road. We're on that plan. We're on that racetrack. Get on that right track with me, Edgar. Oh, I'm already there. Trust me. And real quick, I forgot Omaha, Nebraska. I don't want that. To happen, so I gotta, I gotta shout them out. They will not let you leave that You'll one down. You'll get a text message later. I will. Now, let yeah. me... There, there's one thing that we haven't talked about, and uh, John's going to go, oh, here goes Edgar again. So I went to your headquarters, and you guys have a, an innovative room, and that's really built upon technology and all that. So can you talk a little bit about the maybe some of the technology that you're coming out with for your customers? Sure. So... It- to your point, we have a big innovation lab on the first floor when you come through and it's got windows so you can see everything that's going on in there. And that's where we test a lot of our ideas. And a lot of these ideas come from our customers and then we see how we're going to implement them, right? So we've invested tens of millions of dollars in customer facing on the roofing side of the business. We experimented with Amazon job lockers where you could punch in a code and pick something up if you're not going to be able to get there while the stores are open. But more so than anything, we're focused on digital and focused on e-commerce. So we've created 
created a really slick website and user experience where people can come on and buy from us on there. And I know we've been teasing a lot of stuff, but we do have an app coming in the future where you'll be able to do the same thing. So if you're a service professional and you're out in the field and you need some more chlorine tabs, right, you can look at your phone and you can see our inventory and where we have it in stock. And really, you could even transact on the phone. You could buy it right there and you can just go pick it up and we'll have it waiting for you. So we think those are all things that keep you scrubbing tubs and not driving around and looking for stuff. And that's how you continue to make money. So any anything that our customers come to us with, we've got a Mark Warshaw up in, well, in the Northeast there who built some of the best customer-facing technology that I've ever, ever seen in an independent distributor heading up that department. So we're super excited. Yeah, and we're rolling out new features on Heritage Pool Plus as well. So making it easier to find parts you need, reorder parts, track them down, keep an eye on where your order is at. Uh, we have a great new blowout feature where yep. it blows out the spec of equipment or equipment pads so you can locate your item and order it. It's super easy. Again, we're really trying to keep the customer in mind, making their lives easier. How do we make it easier for you to get what you need when you want it? <laughs> That's awesome. Mikey out here, nice guys at the Chandler store. That's- I love it. That's, what is it, Arizona? It is, yeah. yep. Arizona. That's a PEP location, brand new for us. So a great, great facility, That's and we're great. looking forward to continue our growth Good to there. Good thank, yes, thank Thanks you. for that. Now, let me ask you one question that just came up, and that is, you guys go out and you acquired these distribution centers, and so I, I think a lot of the pool pros will probably be asking the same question, is like, when you guys go and you acquire these distribution centers, do you guys just, does all the staff stay there, or do you guys interview? view and make sure that all those teams fit within that culture? Yeah, when we acquire, they all stay to start, right? We mm-hmm. have some redundant roles in, mm-hmm. in the accounting and finance divisions and something like that that we talk about. And in some places, those people are not onboarded, but every single person in the branch comes on board. And then over time and through that integration, we teach them our culture and who we want to be. And our culture is not for everyone. Not everyone wants to run fast. Some people want to uh, take that hiking trail and not, and not be in a fast race car. But, you know, the idea is, and we've created a roadmap for every single person in our organization to grow. So if you start and you start as a non-CDL driver or you start in the warehouse, how do we get you to where you want to be? It's a mixture of your desire, your education, your development, and your willingness to learn those skills to get to that level. And it's our responsibility to get them there. So we've had, I would say, and I don't know the numbers and I will, the next time we come on, I'll know these because I think it's super important, but the number of our managers that started in the warehouse or the number of our managers that started scrubbing tubs or the number of our managers that started driving a truck, I believe it's probably 25% of our group or more. And that's awesome to us. We want to continue that career path. That's awesome. Absolutely awesome. And great opportunities for them too, right? I think a lot of times when you have somebody that kind of comes in and buys a business, there's always this fear. And in hotels, it was always a fear. Here's Am I going to have a job? Am I not? Beauty of it is you come in and what they see is that now they have a lot of opportunities that they didn't have before. And think about a national footprint, right? So if you're in New Rochelle, New York, and your family's in Florida, and you're having a kid, and you want to move down there or do something different, well, we have all these locations available to transfer. So we have internal job portals. We have the opportunities. We're going to open 15 to 20 greenfields a year. So where do you want to go in the country and how can we help you get there? That's exciting for us. That's awesome. Hey guys, let's do this. Let's take our final word from our sponsors. When we come back, John, I'm going to get your final thoughts. 
The Hyperpole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray, all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high range removal with Pro Series Foss Remove or Foss Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypack's new Avia HD models that utilize NITEC, their exclusive industry-first technology. NITEC Heat Exchanger Technology is Raypack's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to Cooper Nickel in critical surfaces, NITEC creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash nitech. 
Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. We're talking to Dave, Kim, and Andrew with Heritage Pool Supply Group. We're towards the end of the podcast. Zach is not here today, which, by the way, we did not talk about Zach. I feel bad for Zach. He's going through, he's got a new location. He's growing. It's huge that he's going through, so he wasn't able to make it up. So, Zach, big shout-out to you. We miss you out there, brother. Another one of the guys with the big beard, so just to let you know. When are you going to join the club? Listen. He's trying. He's been trying for the last three years to grow a beard. Yeah, is he buying for yeah. us? I, I, let me tell you, I, I shaved with a razor for about two years before my roommate came to me and said, Edgar, you're supposed to take the cap off the razor if that's going to work. So, So, John... Final thoughts. Yeah, this is throwing me for a little bit of a loop here because we're used to Zach being the first one and yep. I get to collect my thoughts and come up with the, with my rant at the end. But everybody listening out there and everybody hearing us, we usually don't really get on a podcast and are so, I mean, almost fanboy type. Probably and, fanboying today. And, and <laughs> that is not something I do, right, at all. And anybody who knows me understands that. And I, at the, on the same token, though, too, when something doesn't, when something doesn't hit us right, or when something we believe is wrong, or needs to stand up and say something, we're the first people to do that as well. But I have a completely different, like Edgar says, it's been a, a fresh of, or a breath of fresh air for us to see and to hear what Heritage has in store for us and what they're willing to do. And to put the bottom line is saying, you guys are willing to put your money where your mouth is. And it's don't just talk to talk because we've all been used to, we've heard that in the past. And we're, everything you've said so far and everything that we've seen, and this isn't from just talking to you, but this is from talking to people on the, with their feet to the ground, right? With the boots on the ground that you're delivering and they are seeing changes. And I, it, as far as like from my local PEP branch, I can see a change where, you know, before our experience that we had, and this is, it's a big operation that you guys have, and it's not something that changes overnight. You can't, you, you can't change it immediately, especially when you deal with people. And it's a slow, I mean, it's a slow turning ship, but you know, you guys are moving in the right direction. And what we're hearing from people is nothing but positive things. And we're very, very excited about that. And Edgar landed on this point earlier saying that we have the top brass and not saying, yeah, we speak to a lot of, we've spoken to CEOs, we've spoken to the VPs and the presidents and stuff like that, but to have the willingness to jump on and be here and say, hey, from the top saying, look, this is what we're about. It's not a mission statement written on the wall saying, this is what we're supposed to do and this is what we believe in or whatever. And then we have it on every employee handbook. And when they walk into the break room, there it is, right? It's that. And then you filter that message down and it's all about numbers up top. And then and then it goes down to the VPs and the VPs, to the directors, to the regional managers, to the district managers. And that message gets diluted or gets framed in a way like, okay, we're really saying this, but we're really doing this, right? And to me, it's a bunch of BS. And the majority or a good portion of corporate America or bigger companies like yourselves, that's how they operate. And because I've seen it and I've been a part of it, right? And I know it. And But I truly feel that there's something different here. And I know that doesn't mean that you guys are going to knock it out to park every single time like you were talking about, Dave. We're all going to make mistakes, especially when we deal with people. But what's important is that you continue on with that vision and you understand that this is the approach and this is the way we're going to be able to excel or elevate our pool industry. And that's what I'm so excited about. It's not so much heritage, right? It's that I see what 
the blood, sweat, and tears and all the hard work that myself and my wife and my family have been through and all the pool professionals that I know, all the boys and girls that I talk to that go out there and bust their ass to do what they do, being a part of this industry now to know that, hey, look, we're leveling up, man. And not only have you been rewarded now, just wait and see what the possibilities are and how much more you can do for yourself and your family. And that's why I get fanboy. I get so excited because I love, and that's why we do the education that we do. It's everybody always says, well, what's in it for you? Why do you do that? Why do you spend all the time talking and helping people and trying to help them out and trying to get them to be better at their business? And I I go, look, man, I go, I'm, we're all in this together, right? And if I can get you to do better, right, then a rising tide lifts all ships. And we've heard that a thousand times, but it is so true. And if we can help our brothers and sisters and get them to become better, then we all become better. Then we all get to benefit. We all get to, we all get to profit from it, right? And then we get to just benefit from all the hard work that we do. So I just want to focus on that and just talk about that because I know some people that are listening are going to be like, John, you really don't really talk that way. And you're really not that positive all the time. And I just want to clarify it and say, look, and this is it. I'm very optimistic. And I really want to thank you guys for doing what you're doing. Is it going to be successful? I absolutely hope so. But I have a good feeling that it's not going to be due to a lack of effort or bullshit. That it's not going to be, (laughs) it's not going to be due to that. And whether it happens or not, I I don't know, but we're, we're proud to be a part of this and to be with you with this and whatever we can do to help land that message as well and get and convey that out to the, to the people busting their ass every single day out in the pool industry, regardless of who they are, the drivers, the builders, the service techs, everybody anybody out there were in it for the long run all great points and all i ask hold us accountable oh, we for will. what you're telling That's us we but will. do it as a partnership for sure because like i said we may stumble our programs could the our company is evolving on from a marketing and sales and promotions and so on and so forth so it, when I say hold us accountable, don't come in and say, I'm leaving you, I'm never coming back. Hopefully we never have that. But if we're in a relationship and a partnership together, you said, hey, now you said there was going to be some incentives on equipment or whatever that is. I'm not quite seeing that yet. Hold us accountable For because sure. it could have been something that slipped through the crack and something that we said, you know what, we got to listen to them. So get that out to the industry. Oh, we will. Because we, For sure. we want that feedback but we want it as partnership. I was going to go into my final thoughts, but John rambled on as usual there. <laughs> so he ate up all the time. I do want to talk about something really quick before we go, because we're running out of time. And that is, we joked about it, that you guys are coming up with some amazing things that, that I really want to talk about and I'm passionate about. But can you guys talk any little bit about that before we go? <laughs> we'll yeah, give a teaser. I, yeah. <laughs> I would love to. I think your listeners and the pool service trade out there is going to be pretty excited. We're going to introduce a program in March that is a comprehensive program that really works to support and elevate the professional service prof- trade. And it'll have a lot of elements into it, including education and uh, rewards and We have talked to a lot of key service organizations out there. We've spent a lot of time with you. Really appreciate the feedback that you've provided and are really trying to build something that, again, helps the service trade overall and all the individual people that work in it. So March, 
it'll be hopefully we'll be back to talk about all the details we we can tell them what we're going to call it oh yes pool tech (laughs) pool tech trade coming soon pool tech tech. for everybody listening it's going to be a game changer trust me it's going to be big so you guys are going to want to pay attention listen because it's going to be huge so we're almost out of time. I just want to thank all of you guys for coming on the podcast. Dave, I've had the pleasure of meeting you just recently. I am super excited that you are doing what you do, that you've had a chance to come back and that you're the driving force because I truly believe in you. So I'm putting on the record, John, I'm putting all my faith on Dave. <laughs> hold, on, accountable. I'll hold you accountable <laughs> because our passion is really helping the pool pro. That's been since day one. That's our mission. Our spiritual mission is that if we can help them to be financially successful, they'll be successful at everything else. We've yelled from the top of the roof as much as we, hey, no pun intended, from the rooftop. <laughs> We've yelled from the rooftop, right? And for the last two or three years, And so for you guys to come in and be doing what it is that you are doing just gives us more drive and it gets us more excited. So we're super excited to be partnering with you guys, but more than anything, I'm super exciting to see what you guys do next. So thank you for your time. And uh, can I please ask everyone if you're going to be in Atlantic City, come see us. We're going to be there. Yes. Yes. Please come by the booth. We all three of us will be there. Please come by, say hi, give us your feedback. Love to hear from you. That is great. And it's there's Anything a else? concert, 38 special, Leonard Skinner. <laughs> I did I did learn a couple of things today. Next time, come up with a better story for Dan. That was a bad move. <laughs> Two, it's not a store. It's a warehouse or distribution center. And three, Dave really beat me up today. It all went <laughs> online and everybody joined the bandwagon. Oh, yeah. So anyways, everybody, hope you have a great weekend. We will catch you guys next Wednesday on the Instagram Live. Everybody, have a great one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com.